0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. And we're here. Well, most of us most, are here.
1: most of you is here.
0: Most of me is here. There's a little so, piece left behind. It's been a fun week. Uh, last week I was sick. I had the flu. It's pretty bad. Bad enough where we couldn't podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, um, I'm not trying to
1: get that from you.
0: No, no. it was going around. Mm-hmm. I have a we'll get into the story here. My thought too, But so we all like I think we've mentioned the podcast many times that you're an accountant in real life. Sure. Uh, me in real life. I own. A flooring business yes you do which has to do with floors mostly hardwood stuff like that so you know there's a lot of stuff involved
1: there's a joke in there somewhere
0: i'm sure i lay wood <laughs> for a living um and all like a lot of my guys were really sick that worked for me were really sick too and uh so yesterday uh well on that friday my water line to my fridge broke so we moved and uh like our fridge line was like frozen or something so we defrosted our fridge and anyway like i haven't had my water line essentially in my fridge since the move for like a year and we called this guy over to come fix our fridge and it was just frozen and it was like oh yeah it's 50 bucks i'm like sweet we saved that's it 50 bucks for the repairman to come out and i finally get ice cubes and water because water is my numero uno drink it's my favorite sure um and then my wife calls me a couple hours later She's like, hey, i was in the shower and uh the water line in the fridge in the basement uh it blew and there's water coming out of the ceiling the basement flooded a little bit uh, which is where our studio is too. So, that so that fifty dollar fix turned into hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Of
1: course, man. Uh, the old money pit theory here.
0: And then yesterday, uh, I'm at work. I'm <laughs> trying to pick up some odds and ends here. And I always preach to my guy, safety first, right? Safety first. And whenever you saws, never, ever, ever, ever treat them like it's you've been there before, right? right. It's my number one model. I tell everybody I hire and I train them, like, listen, respect the saw. Treat it. Right. Like it's your master. Because it is. Right. And I foolishly, yesterday, when I went to go swipe something away from the saw, and I uh swiped my thumb right into the saw blade. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when people tell you, like, they get shot or something, like, it doesn't really hurt at first or something <clears> like that. Yeah. Uh, first, the thing I just, like, nicked am like, oh, crap, you know, I hit my finger. And right. I look down, I'm like, oh, good, that's not good that's not good i'm gonna show you matt hasn't seen my it's all wrapped up right now i'm gonna show you my finger yeah yeah you you got the casey
1: club thumb right now
0: oh Oh, dude that looks like something
1: out of the walking dead like somebody took a chomp out of the top of your thumb yeah
0: it looks like yeah 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 you
1: you said that your thumb might not look the same ever again yeah it is not gonna look the same ever again bro
0: so i lucked out where (laughs) i missed bone completely which the doctor said i got extremely lucky so imagine your thumb and from the top of it, take about an eighth of an inch off of it from the top and then cut it at a 45 degree angle towards you, which is towards the nail. That's what I lost in my thumb,
1: bro. Yeah, I'm talking about like maybe a quarter of an inch, man. That thing is. Yeah, you're real. I don't know how you did, didn't hit bone. To yeah, be honest.
0: It's pretty gross looking, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I looked down. I'm like, yeah. everything's like this. I'm, oh, it was. It cr- <laughs> There's blood splattered on the wall and stuff. And I mean,
1: like, you look like Frodo when uh, when Schmiegel went and bit the ring off your finger.
0: Yeah, so I'm on some painkillers right now, so right. <laughs> excuse Oof. me if I'm a little loopy. All
1: right, um, that's what we—that's the way we like you, anyway.
0: Yeah. So always be careful when using saws. And mm-hmm. The worst, like I was—I just literally went to go swipe something away. I was like working on something. I went to go swipe it away, and Oof. I swiped—I lost my thumb. Yeah. Hurt like no tomorrow. I was like, you know what? I called my wife. I was like, I got to I left everything I had this customer's house. I was like, listen, I got to go.
1: She's like, listen, I have to go. She's freaking out. She gave me a um,
0: towel that starts like saturated with blood right away. Piece of my thumb is is uh, actually splattered on your wall right now. <laughs> She's like, um, you're like white and gray. I'm like, I know I'm dying. Now. I was lost <laughs> in my thumb. You know? uh, I thought I I thought I cut like the whole top of my thumb off. You, took a, big,
1: you took a big chunk off there. So man.
0: Uh, oh. I'm deformed. All right. But it's all right. It's just a thumb. Yeah. But I didn't realize you need your thumb to do a lot of things.
1: Yeah, good luck ever playing video games again. A
0: lot. But the doctor <laughs> said I should be fine. They actually said it should heal be because the nail is going to cover a lot of that, which right. will grow back, right. which will cover cover some of the deformity.
1: Better grow that nail long. <laughs>
0: I'm going like Coke thing, like. <laughs> <laughs> So I know we've been gone for over a week, but a lot's happened in my life over a week. We brought in the New Year. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Happy New Year. My basement. Got a leak. There's water coming out of my ceiling. No big deal. I cut off my what, thumb. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Next. Yeah. It's just kind of New Year. So we sure. do have a T-shirt to give away. Right. Since we never said we were gonna give it away a thing, that's kind of news for the January nerd herd giveaway. Remember, you can join the nerd herd by just donating a dollar to the site. I mean, come on. It's goodwill. It's 2017. How else are you gonna spend your 17? I know. Spend it on the nerds, man. Yes. Remember, all we ask is from a dollar from where that listens. I'm sure some people listening like, dude, you're asking me for a dollar? Come on, dude. But it all goes back to the Dynasty community. Remember, sure you're helping yourself. Mm-hmm. It all, all, look what we did. We, brought a new AD, we hired a new ADP guy. Make for sure you follow him, Dynasty underscore Justin, at Dynasty underscore Justin. If you want to get in some mock drafts to help us accumulate all our ADP data, hit him up. He'll get you in there. If you don't have Twitter, shoot me your email. I'll get you in one of those mock drafts as well. Um, it's the mock draft itself that kind of got me into the subject where I kind of want to go to today. I know we discussed possibly doing a twenty seventeen rookie mock. I know all the dynasty podcasts are out there doing it right now. they're all doing rookie mocks every right. one of them right, every one of them, but I was missing a thumb so I have time for all that yeah so,
1: we'll get to that yeah there's, there's plenty of time for rookie mocks plenty
0: mock, right? of time because I feel like after we do once we do our rookie mock, we're going to just dive right into these rookies right I mean
1: totally i mean there's there's things coming up you know in the next few weeks anyway, the senior bowl is on the twenty eighth so the whole week before that leading up to it is. Um, you know the practices, and there's a lot of reports that come out from that and I think I believe the week before that is the east west shrine game, yep, so um that's another week long type of thing where the practices are all covered, and there's a lot of info coming out of that as well on like later most of the time those are the east west shrine game are like later round guys the the senior bowl gets more of the um some, you know, there's a sprinkle of first and second rounders and then there's some third force, you know, like it kind of sprinkles, you know, through the rest of the draft there as well.
0: A lot of rookie talk coming your way. So a lot there's no, of rookie talk. There's nothing yeah. to be premature. We don't have the premature no, on no. you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Definitely, who likes premature? Nobody. Definitely not the lady. Yeah, she likes that. <laughs> so plenty of time to come back. And like, what I've seen too, like the, and before I get into our topic, what we're talking about, which if by this time you probably read the, the headline of the show, but Whatever. You know, yep. I haven't typed it in there yet. Um, Where this rookie class is going to be, I feel where this rookie class, where there's going to be a lot of talent available and we build it up as well, it's just going to be really deep. The elite talent is going to be at the top tier, which is like most rookie drafts. Sure. But I still feel like that Odell Beckham class is still like one of the best classes of all time.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they were, um, not only was it, you know a deep class but i mean they had a ton of elite talent going all pretty much all the way through the whole first round
0: yeah i mean so. even guys that you that you thought were gonna be elite even now are starting to pan out like devontae adams right who Absolutely. went around like pick eight pick nine right mm-hmm. around there in your draft um but so get which we will also be doing rookie mock drafts as well so if you want to get some rookie mock drafts i know dan's gonna be getting those start up here soon you want them for all the guys to get into mfl first
1: right and I mean, another thing coming up in the next few weeks is we're going to get some of these coaches figured out as well. Um, they're gonna, they're all gonna get homes and stuff like that, which will spark some talk as to how that's going to relate to people's and players' values, basically. Like
0: Allen Robinson with Doug Marone. Right. Exactly. Uh, that kind of helps. I mean, the end of the season, Doug, Alan Robinson had kind of somewhat of a little bit, bit pick me up.
1: Yeah, he had a resurgence when when Doug Marone took over. So that's you know that's a good move for his value if you, if you're an owner of him. Um, good buy
0: low on to Allen Robinson.
1: Um. Yeah. If if somebody isn't hip to the game, that you know, hey, Doug Marone really is helping his value. Um.
0: And just the whole year itself. I mean, these kind of the guys. I mean, we talked about it before, like Allen Robinson, right? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins.
1: I'm not. I mean, I'm not sure how the um, Tom Coughlin going in there is like the football czar type of guy. I'm not sure how that's going to affect.
0: But so the GM still has full control. This at the same time. Okay. So I think it's more of just like uh,
1: he's going to get them kind of uh back in back in line basically because you know he's a, a strict disciplinarian type of guy yeah. so he's probably going to get that whole operate football operations kind of headed in the right direction i'd say
0: i think oh and some news too jake bought tight end michigan towards acl he sure did his yeah. last game yeah
1: i mean right now there i mean there's a ton of guys that are declaring and, and i mean i think the deadline for that is is coming up pretty soon
0: i think it's pretty much wasn't it today Was no
1: I don't, I don't know what the, when the actual day no, is. No, 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 it's
0: not. No, it's not. Because Sutton said he's going to announce tomorrow what he's doing, Cortland Sutton, which I, I don't know. I feel like he's going to go back to school, which is weird, because maybe he won't, though. I don't
1: well, know. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. There's no Joe, sense in, you know. Joe I, Mixon
0: I, announced he's going to go, the guy that punched a girl in the face. Right. Who's an elite talent, though.
1: He's, a, he's an elite talent, but uh, I, I have a hard time believing that anyone's going to draft him in the NFL. I think he might get a shot. I have a hard time believing that anyone's gonna draft him. Look, could,
0: but could he be like Isaiah Correll who goes undrafted yeah. with the time of the rookie draft where Isaiah Correll was like the one of the first running backs right. taken.
1: Right. No, I, I definitely think that um based on where he lands, you know, you know, given it, you know, if he has an opportunity or whatever. But um it, I mean it's similar it's exactly the same as the Ray Rice thing. There's a video of it and everything and it's, it's Oh, I saw
0: it. he broke the girl's jaw.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's just not gonna fly with owners there's not gonna be a single owner that signs off on, on that doesn't it.
0: affect you whatsoever right for your dynasty value
1: um i mean i think he's a dirt bag
0: yeah adrian peterson you thought we thought was a dirt bag too because of what he did right um the way i look at that situation is it just falls into your dirt bag i don't want to be friends with you i don't want to associate with you but when it comes to dynasty fantasy football i can care less it just where do you get drafted do you have an opportunity because you have the talent so
1: that's how i mean that's how i see it too i'm not gonna like I
0: mean, right now he's a first round pick in a rookie draft
1: uh, I mean, it depends on where he goes, man. I'm not, where I'm, he goes. Yeah, I mean, his talent wise. Yeah.
0: But just to be fooled. I mean, remember Terrence West went in the third round and Isaiah Crow went undrafted and Terrence West got a boost because of that. In the meantime, the whole time before the process, we all knew Isaiah Crowell was a better running back. True statement. So same thing. With Joe Mixon. Where does he go? Where does he land? um i think he gets drafted i do i think he gets drafted i think he gets drafted late they'll, they'll pull the whole spiel of everybody deserves a second chance which i do believe everybody deserves a second chance uh so we'll see how that happens we will see so going back to what we're gonna be talking about today though even for this this falls in the line of a rookie class i think it falls in the whole grand scheme of thing of not just fantasy football but especially most importantly dynasty fantasy football as we started our mock drafts up again which now we hope to continue all year long uh I got into a mock draft mm-hmm. and after the first round, before, I, before we even got, usually it's that round round pick th- in the third round or so. I'm like, man, everybody kind of sucks around here. You know right. I mean?
1: Yeah. No, you definitely get to that point where you're like, I kind of almost don't want any of these players.
0: Yeah. So this year after in the second round, almost I'm like, man, oh, there's nobody I really want here. <laughs> and I'm taking like Melvin Gordon. Right. right? I, with like the back end of the second round pick. I was like, You know, what, these running backs are pretty going pretty quickly which a lot of these running backs are going to lose tons of jobs to these rookie class. I mean, there's just such a deep class of rookie running backs coming in that are, actually have talent. Right. Uh, if you say 50% of those flare out, like just flame out completely, right. that still leaves you with a ton of good quality running backs. There's tons of older running backs that are about to be in the unemployment line. And it's going to hurt. It, it puts a lot of question marks at where these guys are now. Even a guy like Jordan Howard, who... I got mad hate on Twitter from, no we forgot to in our rookie redraft? Totally forgot Rob Kelly. Bad job out of us.
1: Oh, well, you know what happens.
0: Well, we took Jordan Howard right around like 9 or 10, and people are like, dude, we can't. I can't. One guy wrote me, he's like, I can't listen to you guys ever again. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I like Jordan Howard. He's looked really good definitely at the end of the year, but at the same time, I'm just worried about what they're going to do at running back still. So, remember, hashtag two, three, or windows. It's hard to repeat as a number one overall running back. So, anyways, going back here, elite talent. What is elite talent in fantasy football? Something that I would think is pretty much untradeable, right? Sure. That's or, how I,
1: that's how I would define a guy that's elite. Yeah, or or the, you know, you're giving up something completely ridiculous and off the wall. Like
0: yeah, that. you have to literally overpay. Yeah. And we're going to this now, man. I have not discussed this whatsoever. Pretty much of who we think is elite talent. We did sit down and go over the where we thought the line stopped, and some of you may disagree. And some of you may not but right now these are who the players we have as elite talent in here so get ready if you only if you don't have all ten fingers like me it's okay <laughs> you won't need them you
1: just all got right? behind nine and three quarters
0: Odell Beckham elite yeah, elite yeah mike Evans elite elite amari cooper yeah elite sure Julio Jones my man
1: yeah he, I mean no elite. question yes
0: he's only 27 yep zeke super elite
1: super duper yeah
0: antonio brown
1: no doubt about it
0: super elite mm-hmm. Super just in the playoffs yeah guy's a stud
1: i stopped watching after the second one because i was like all right stud. I, <laughs> pittsburgh's got this game i got other things to do
0: david johnson
1: totally elite man
0: Le'Veon bell elite aj green elite let me see how many fingers do i have here
1: that, I believe, nine? is nine. Yeah, I and you nine only have them. like about three quarters of the other one. So I don't nine think we should go any three further. Three quarters. I don't think we should go
0: any further. Yeah, I'll run out. I'll, yep. look, I'll be made fun of by the cool kids. Um, nine players.
1: That's a, that, I mean, that's all for like the super top shelf elite players.
0: In nine. My, in my eyes. Players. Yeah. All right. And these guys aren't even. Dra- two, and look even where they come from. All right. Odell, Mike Evans, same draft class. AJ Green, Julio Jones, same draft class. No?
1: Um,
0: Am I thinking that wrong?
1: I don't remember. Close enough. Yeah, sure.
0: Close enough where they deserved a cigar. They're 127, 128. So AJ might have been a year before Julio. Um, But I don't recall. Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Antonio Brown, Zeke. So there's nine guys, right, that are elite guys that you can build a franchise championship around. If you have one of those guys, they instantaneously almost put you into a playoff team. If you have remotely decent talent around them,
1: as I say, you got to have the guys around him. But of course you do. You can't.
0: I mean, they're a huge reason why you win. Sure, winners. Yeah, absolutely. So some people are going to think. I'm sure they're sitting here going, "Well, Rich, Matt, what about Allen Robinson? What about DeAndre Hopkins? Those guys are really close to being borderline."
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely probably like three or four guys that I mean, you can make an argument for, but I just don't. I think if you have to argue it, then it's it's. It's not, he's not an elite guy. Agreed.
0: If you have an argument why he's not an elite guy, he's not an elite guy.
1: So, um.
0: DeAndre Hopkins is he elite, yes. And if we had this conversation going into this year, I think we'd have said DeAndre Hopkins elite guy. He's a top five dynasty prospect. And he just can't be beat because of all the quarterbacks he did it with. Well, sure enough, here comes Brock Osweiler.
1: Kills his value completely and, and bumps him down.
0: Yeah. Even though, even though Nuke. You know, somebody wrote me, too. We've been saying NUC the whole time. It's Nuke. I knew it was Nuke. I just didn't feel like Correct correcting me. you. It's only been two years. I know. Thanks. Okay. So, <laughs> Nuke. <laughs> uh, how does nobody else write me on Twitter about this? One guy just finally wrote me. It's like, I, I got to say this. Look at his Twitter name, Nuke. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm an idiot. It's like that one thing you realize. You've been doing something wrong your whole life. And then you finally realize. You know, it God. almost
1: was like a cute little pet name that I that you had for him that I just let you just continue you on. You know why?
0: With boardwalk empire yeah that's why uh-huh. so anyways nuke <laughs> i don't like saying so deandre hopkins like, i can't ever go back now. <laughs> i just feel dirty <laughs> um going to the year yeah you'd say he's elite talent now he's only 24 and like y- again you get you'd argue no and i would i'd pretty much argue yes like because he's still that good but I, I understand why he wouldn't so he's like nine he's my thumb
1: right right, right? yeah
0: Allen robinson where now he came on strong he has a really good chance at 23 entering this conversation again some of you definitely want to that's what him. i
1: mean like i mean his value is just i mean him alan robinson deandre hopkins their value's just down right now and so i mean des bryant um ty hilton
0: melvin gordon falls in that category you got ty Hilton.
1: i'm not i'm not sure melvin gordon because he's never been there i mean what are you talking are- how
0: many touchdowns that guy scored last year
1: I just, I still don't see him as elite, but uh, um, I know he had a great year. No, no, no,
0: not elite. We're now we're in second tier. Oh, okay, all yeah, right.
1: he's in second tier. I'm saying these other guys have been in the elite conversation and Robert probably Kalski. been elite, but they, I think they've been bumped down for you know a reason or two here and there, and uh, they they all have shots
0: to get back up there. Um,
1: so I, so I,
0: and then next year we have about twelve guys, thirteen guys here.
1: I mean, it all depends. I mean, who knows? Julio Jones breaks his foot again, and, and you know, and then you you got oh, a ton of questions coming about, you know, coming coming around about that. So it's kind of. Le'Veon,
0: like, Le'Veon Bell pity pouts because he got franchise. He doesn't want to play on the franchise tag, so he sits out the year.
1: Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, he, you know, he decides to throw himself a blunt party and and smokes himself out of a ten game suspension. Or you know,
0: hey!
1: like there's there's things that can happen that if that you know affect people's value. Le'Veon, I need something to
0: know the pain there you go <laughs> um so so we're looking here at nine guys now most dynasty rosters are gonna commit com, com compare just about 20 to 30 man rosters we do 30 we, we recommend yeah 30. we do
1: yeah we do 30 but a um, lot of people have way smaller range I mean, yeah
0: 25 is right. i think 23 is like the minimum you should do right around there um but still i mean you start what eight nine guys a week
1: Yes, most of the time. So that's
0: enough to fill. Now, the big thing here is a third of those guys are running backs. None of them are tight ends. None of them are over the age of twenty eight. Uh, Antonio Brown's twenty eight. So a couple of those guys too are a little bit older. AJ Green, Antonio Brown, and Julio Jones. So a third of them are running backs, which that kind of hurts the window. But these guys are elite. So these these are the kind of guys that you get five years out of.
1: I agree with that. A yep.
0: third of them are twenty seven or older. Which mm-hmm. when it comes to, so that puts it in the category of the running backs, right? So say running backs you get three to four really good more years out of them right say four the receivers are 27 or older you get about another four years over them so if, in four years two-thirds of this list is going to be decimated right but at, in, you it know, just shows in, you how small of a window you have right. of just i mean right. now, obviously the list will be replenished by then you know leonard fournette dalvin cook mike williams Corey davis but all these guys are new creme de la creme you know odell back and all these that some of these young guys are really young, so they'll still be there for a while.
1: Right, and then we'll be talking about Nuke. You know, nuke, <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Who's, Who's this that? Nuke guy? I
0: don't even know what you're talking about.
1: Um, so the
0: know. second-tier guys, so those guys, like you said, we all agree that those guys are elite. And then you get these 2nd year guys we said, like Hopkins, uh, Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Todd Gurley. Well, Todd Gurley, I wouldn't even put him into the second-tier, honestly. No, I wouldn't either. Um, Gordon, you don't really like there. Des goes there. T.Y. Hillen goes there. Brandon Cooks, in my eyes, can go there. Keen Allen, healthy, goes there. Michael Thomas, he's in that second tier already, I would say.
1: I mean, just great opportunity, uh, amazing rookie year. Yeah, I think you can safely put him in there.
0: Rob Gronkowski, second tier.
1: Uh, he's definitely second tier when he's available.
0: When he's there. Do you, now, to me, that's really about it for the second tier for me.
1: I can get on board with that.
0: So, like, for a title of the show, which I'm thinking about, I'm the elite and everybody else. So, even then, we're talking about 24, 25 guys that you really, really want. Not even, I think, because I mean, there's names in here like Lamar Miller. Right? Lamar Miller, is he somebody that you got to have in Dynasty? He, not an ADP, me. He has ADP of 26 right now. I know you never liked him.
1: I've never really liked Lamar He's just, I mean... He always seems to have some sort of issue, like it's either he's not getting the ball enough or when he gets the ball and then he's nicked up a little bit. It's just I'm not sure he's for me. He's not right for me. There's a couple
0: guys here. So in ADP right now on DLF, right? Dynasty Mm -hmm. League Football, since we don't have our ADP up right now. So we're using our friends over here at DynastyLeagueFootball.com who has great ADP as well. They're top 30 for December. Kelvin Benjamin is number 30. I don't even want anything to do with Kelvin Benjamin. Me neither. People are drafting this guy to be their top 30 overall player. Kelvin Benjamin? We're t- I was hitting on Kelvin Benjamin last August. This guy dropped 50% of his footballs in 2015. What does he do in 2016? Poops all over the place.
1: Right. I would much rather have Devontae Adams, who is right below him.
0: So Devontae Adams over. He's the guy that's ready to take another big jump right now. Absolutely. I mean, Randall Cobb, I know he's had a really huge playoff game. He's kind of taking a snap back. I've been a Cobb snob for a really long time. I know I wrote an article about it during his prime, which is a couple years ago. I was telling people to sell Randall Cobb. Same time I was telling people sell Eddie Lacy. Um, so Devontae Adams, you know, again, this is a guy who's really ready, I think, jump into that second tier elite class, who has a possibility, honestly, at 24, to jump into that number one. I mean, here is Jordy Nelson again. Has Jordy Nelson had a good year? Yes, but now he just hurt his ribs and he's out. This would be three years in a row that Jordy suffers a serious injury. Sure, he's over thirty; he's getting older. Devontae Adams is the heir apparent. There is what I'm seeing, right? So the number one receiver in Green Bay is somebody you want to own. Absolutely. So if I'm looking at these guys,
1: keep an eye on Geronimo as well. While while we're uh, he got busted for some weed today. I know I saw that, but. Um, that's that's some old shit right
0: there. Yeah, but Geronimo... <laughs> so yeah, Geronimo's a nice thing. I could also see them doing something in the draft. other the draft receivers. As they well. love drafting. They love picking
1: um, guys in the second round, man. It's I don't like, think
0: Randall Cobb's long in the tooth for that team. I don't think Jordy Nelson's long in the tooth for that team.
1: I think you're using that incorrectly. But all right, long for the team, not long for, long in the tooth for the team. Yeah, what
0: am I talking? About? <laughs> Listen, I'm on painkillers. I know
1: that's why I just wanted to stop you before you before you rattled off three more people that were <laughs> that weren't long in the tooth for that team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> obviously the shows we do not edit the show ever either <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people have a lot of podcasts out there and they edit the crap out of it uh, we do 0. 0.0 editing raw we just let it flow yep we let it flow um so i think Devonte adams falls into that category of somebody like i really like to have yeah absolutely um, <laughs> opposite of Calvin benjamin then you have Devonte parker i still like Devonte parker
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So i sorry, I'm still not over the long and the two thing. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I don't know what. Even now, I don't. I don't know where I was going with it. Even, I, on, I even would, on these drugs, I don't know where I was going. Devonte yeah. I feel great though. Yeah. Um. Jarvis Landry. I I'm a i am like Landry. Oh yeah. Demaris Thomas.
1: You think um? You think they re up Landry? Uh, I, I heard that they're they're trying already. Why wouldn't you? He's only 24 extension. years old. Yeah. Him
0: yeah. and Tannehill have a really good rapport. He even showed they could do with Matt Moore right. out there as well. This guy had a really good playoff team. He was one of the main reasons they were in it. I like Jarvis Landry now. I like him long-term. I like him for exactly what he is, which mm-hmm. is a possession receiver. A guy who's talented enough to score touchdowns, but to move the ball down the field.
1: He's going to catch 100 balls a year yes. for like the next five, six years. You
0: maybe. can now put a price. Up. That is borderline elite to me.
1: It's amazing. It's a great thing to have. I mean, if you have him as your wide receiver, too, you're like loving life, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, right now at 24 and at 29, Demaris Thomas and Jarvis Lander, Who would you rather have?
1: Oh, Jarvis Landry, hands down. I
0: agree. Who would you rather have, Jarvis Slander or Corey Coleman? Jarvis Lander. Which their ADP right now is one's 24, Jarvis is at 28. Not a huge discrepancy, but yeah, that's what shows you where Jarvis Lander is Stephon Diggs or Jarvis Slander?
1: Uh, That's Jarvis close, Landry. Right?
0: Uh, no, Jarvis, close though.
1: Jarvis Landry for me,
0: it's not really that close. See me, it's, I like Stephon Diggs. a lot
1: Stephon Diggs has a ton of potential, but for me, he's like he's an inconsistent player as well.
0: Dante Moncrief or Jarvis Landry.
1: Jarvis Landry. I'm not a huge Dante Moncrief guy.
0: Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Yeah, of course. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing how far I can push here. Uh, Keenan Allen. Jarvis Landry. Really? Yeah. I guess the injuries would give him the uh, the nudge. That's
1: yeah, all it is. I mean, Keenan Allen and him are are real, very similar in the fact that they both catch a ton of balls, and
0: one stays healthy and one doesn't. I think and Ke- one stays healthy. But Keenan Allen gets a touchdown boost when he, when he's healthy. When he's there. When he's there. Yeah, I guess uh, you got to prove it, man. Right. Got to be on the field. For me, you can't score fantasy points if you're not on the field.
1: Yeah, for me, that's. I mean, it's not. It's more than a trend now. That's just who he is.
0: Yes, the it's best not, ability just, yeah. is availability. All right
1: yeah, that's what somebody said
0: um uh, <laughs> alshon i'm even gonna ask your opinion on him yeah so that's really i mean so then you didn't get a whole other tier down there i mean guys so those guys right there we all like besides kelvin right besides kelvin benjamin because there's Devontae freeman here um rob gronkowski besides i don't even honestly i'd throw still Shepard. shepherd i don't know where he is on apb i throw still Shepard shepherd up there for a little bit for how much he catches the ball there
1: Sure, I mean, you've, you've leapfrogged over Devontae Freeman a few times. Um, I, I, know well, I like Devontae Freeman. He's yeah. only twenty four. He's, he's young. I think, I think he's a, a nice value pick at, like, you know, anywhere, like, second, end of the second round or something like that in, in one of these startup drafts. I think that's a pretty good spot for him.
0: I'm scrolling through, and I don't know if I'm on drugs or what, but I don't see Sterling Shepard.
1: You're 100% on drugs, but Sterling Shepard's uh, number 42. Oh, hey, they, hey, there you are. There it is.
0: Right behind Doug Baldwin. Okay. Uh-huh. That seems about right. Would you rather have Randall Cobb or Sterling Shepard?
1: Um, I would rather have Sterling Shepard.
0: Terrell Pryor's at 35. That's kind of odd. Um, this ADP is wacky.
1: Just given the fact that, yeah, it must be a bunch of Brown fans. Uh, <laughs> so,
0: but, I mean, so when you look at this, I mean, so the top three rounds would be the top 36 players. I mean, you got guys in there like Terrell Pryor, Spencer Ware, Jay Jai, Calvin Benjamin. Some of these guys have, like, okay, I can go.
1: I'll take this guy. I'd rather not have him in my my starting lineup, but I would have him on my team.
0: I mean, we're Spencer Ware proponents. We like Spencer Ware. Sure, sure. I'm not taking Spencer Ware in a third round of a startup draft. No. I mean, there's no way, right? I mean, there's no way you're taking Spencer Ware over Sterling Shepard.
1: No, you shouldn't be.
0: Or Andrew Luck.
1: (laughs) Right, right, absolutely. I mean... Andrew Luck, I mean, they're just far better players at their position than Spencer Ware is at his position. And I'll so. get
0: it. Now, don't get me wrong, too. When you go through here, there's still talent. But with the thing for dynasty talent, when you get through here, and there's guys like Will Fuller, Josh Dodson, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, guys that are, you know, well, I won't say like those guys are good, but Emmanuel Sanders is good.
1: <laughs> right, I was going to say, that's an odd grouping right Doug there. Doug Martin, you All know right. what I mean?
0: Malcolm Mitchell, Jeremy Hill, Kevin White. So many, so many gambles here, and I know we talked about it um, last year. That I know we did uh, a, a league startup, and Kevin White went the second round. And I remember I came on a podcast and said, "What the hell?" Now I remember it was Kyle, our old ADP guy. Okay. At, I'm sure he's listening right now. and I was like, and I, I know I went on a podcast and said something about it because I'm pretty sure he wrote me. He's like, "Oh, dude, what's up with that Kevin White stuff?" I'm like, "Why would you take Kevin White that high? A proven, an unproven commodity that high? Why are you going to invest yourself that high?" And some people wrote like, "Well, I'd take Kevin White that high too." I'm like, "Why?" Why would you do that? Like, why? You got to nail those picks, man, or you're going to be screwing yourself. And here's the thing. And, it's, and it gets to my point where some people reach, where, like, it goes into that this rookie pick as well. So many people reach for that next superstar because they're so hard to come by. All right. And I said, why would you put yourself in a position? Like, if you miss there, you're hurting yourself so bad because there's so much little talent as there is. Right. And you're taking this huge gamble. It's like you're literally closing your eyes and swinging a bat
1: there's there's time there's run. definitely a time in any you know rookie i mean not even rookie draft like startup draft to, to gamble i don't think it's in like the first three rounds yeah. i think those guys should be rock solid for for at least that's how i prefer to build my teams
0: and a gamble would be in the sixth or seventh round right. of that, taking martavis bryant right that's a good gamble right taking Gavin white in the second round which now where he is right now is adp of a, right around the third round here um or actually, he slipped to 64. So, right now. Kevin White can't be that high. Well, he slipped a little yeah. bit. So, even a guy like Kelvin Benjamin, who's a gamble, mm-hmm. right? Taking him that high and would be late second, high third of your startup draft, that's a huge gamble. That's
1: not even, that, that's not even a gamble to me taking Kelvin Benjamin at 30. That's just a bad pick.
0: It's a miss. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's, I mean, that's just a bad pick altogether.
0: And you're taking him this high, hoping he does, goes back to what he did for one year when he has just another year to show you complete opposite of what he can do. Um, when Ted Ginn can out-produce him, I see the Carolina looking to grab, grab a receiver. They need a receiver here. Sure, um, Devin Funchess can't get it done. Kelvin Benjamin can't get it done. Ted Ginn can get it done to somewhat point, but look how bad that team Ted is Ted Ginn right can now.
1: get, like, he can get you, like, 400 yards a year. I mean, that's what Ted Ginn is. Like, I don't know what he got this year. I mean, maybe he surpassed that, but. That's what kind of receiver he should be.
0: So when you get an elite prospect like this, and you see people like, oh, what should I sell this guy for? You shouldn't sell these guys. Never. I mean, you should not sell these guys.
1: No, the elite guys, you should just you should ride that out as long as possible.
0: And those are guys that you could build your franchise around. Now, I will say A.J. Green, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, if you're in a rebuild mode and you got to rebuild up, you're lucky because those are elite talent, and you should get really an elite return on them. Those guys you can sell. The rest of them you build around.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, yes, obviously just due to age and if you're going to blow up your team, you shouldn't want those guys on your team because they're not going to be good by the time you get good. They'll be old.
0: So when it comes to rookie class and where we're getting close to a lot of rookie talk and as we go into this, the 17 class, and I know we've talked about this before, holds this gl- this, this glimmer of hope of this is a class that's going to just turn my team around. Sure. True. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're looking here at elite talent and how much talents come through over the last eight years of the NFL draft. And where we're at right now, this is it. This is everybody that's mm-hmm. come through and how little talent there is. This is including a couple of really good draft classes. Really good. That's where most of this talent is. Does a 17 class get you some of that elite talent? It possibly could. But do you turn those picks into multiple second-tier guys? Can you turn those high picks into guys that are up there, guys like Sammy Watkins, Allen Robinson, uh, Michael Thomas? I know we talked about it last week or the week before that, how I would have no problem giving away a top-tier first-round pick for Michael Thomas. Right. We went as high as, what, number three, I think, overall, for Michael Thomas to give up.
1: Yeah, I think I believe that's, that's as far as we had gone for for Michael Thomas. Yes. I mean, unfortunately, here's the deal. There's it averages out to probably only being and I'm just throwing this out here, but this is how it feels to me. There's only maybe one elite player a year, maybe two if you're lucky. Elite. elite. So I mean, it's just it's it's hard to come by in any draft and it's not necessarily always the first person drafted. So, I mean, but for the most part, it is, but for the most part, it is. Um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Amari Cooper was first, uh, I mean, but Odell Beckham wasn't going to be, he wasn't first on anyone. Mike ones. Evans wasn't first, no, he wasn't. Sammy Watkins won first that year, yeah. Um, so I mean, David Johnson was nowhere near the first, no, Antonio yeah, Brown was nowhere, in, nowhere near the first, nope. you know. I mean, so uh, they come from different areas of the draft, a lot of the times, they are early picks. Or the first pick overall. But uh, to your point, like uh, it's really hard to get elite guys and it's hard and it's hard to say, I'm going to be the one that gets the elite guy this year. It, it's almost like a crapshoot, the draft, it, as to whether or not you're going to get the guy that's elite. I, n- having the number one pick n- will not assure it.
0: Yeah. A lot of times, best case is just getting one of these guys that's second tier guys. It's like best case, like all right, I'm coming with the Brandon Cooks, right? I'm coming with the Keen Allen. Guys that were middle or later round right. picks. Dante Moncrief, middle round pick. Um, Melvin Gordon was a top pick. Des Bryant was a top pick. But even Al, guys like Allen Robinson were middle, right around the middle of the pick. But a lot of these guys, like you said, were first, like, they're really high rookie picks. Right. So if you are in the middle, like four and five to 17 draft class, and maybe you can move back some and flip it for an 18 first, it's not that bad of an idea. It's really not.
1: No, if you can move back a few spots and pick them an 18 first, it's not a horrible idea. But... um. Because, because it's it's who knows? It, I mean, at this point in the game, it, I don't advocate moving back personally. At this point, I mean, you can do it draft day type of thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start. Moving oh, I back. always wait because there's yeah.
0: We got we have to dig way too deep into these rookies right, to see right. where we're at. Because again, I feel like this draft class is that top four heavy with Corey Davis, Mike Williams, Dalvin Cook, and Leonard Fournette. And after that, there's going to be a lot of like good players where you can kind of pick your poison. And you'll get people like, oh, taking him at five, thats kind of a reach. Well, we don't think so. I mean, people were telling us Hunter Henry was a reach last year in the first round, right? and we completely disagreed, and it looks like he's really good value going forward. Um, so when you look at these, so if you sit here and you look at ADP, if you look at rankings, and you sit here and we really look at how many of these guys are on your roster, right? Mm-hmm. How many of these top 36, like t- guys are in the top three rounds, which is where, like, after you get out there, a, a whole other tier goes through. How many of those guys are on your roster? That's kind of a good way to evaluate your team and see how many of these guys you even have in your roster. That's where ADP comes into an effect to see where does the value of my team stand in the eyes of the community. Because, again, we talk about how you can look at your team and you can look at your team blindly because in Dynasty, you draft these guys. so You have this, like, you're always waiting to say, you know, I draft this guy. He's going to be good in three years. And you're always kind of waiting, which kind of hurt you sometimes because you get this attachment to your guy because you want to prove everybody you're you're right. You put all this homework in. You put the time, you put the commitment. This is a team that you drafted. This is your team. This is your work, and sometimes it can hurt you because you wait too long, and it's talent, and you want to flip them, but you can't because you think they're still going to be good, and it hurts you.
1: So, so what? I mean, to your point about the ADP and like you want to look at your team and see how many players you have, and that I do that stuff all the time. With I go, I, I basically sort um, by by points, by fantasy points. You know, like I mean, this this season just wrapped up. So the way I analyze my team is I go by position group. I look at running backs, and then I sort by by fantasy points for the year, and I see how many I have of of the top, you know, fifteen. And and it's like, hey man, if I got five of the top fifteen running backs, that means, you know, no one else, no one else has a shot. You know, like I I'm I've I've owned I've owned that position group, and I mean to me, I mean, a you can only start two, but. If I've got 5 of the top 15, that means no one else does. You know, everyone else has to have the other 10. So that means at the most they can have maybe one on their team, where I for sure have two. So it's just one of those things where I analyze every single position group like that, and I try to get as many of those players, the top-ranked players as I can on my team. Not not like retrospectively, but every year I try to I try to project who's going to be there in the top.
0: So you look at it so a good way to construct your three-peat champion here on your roster is you put them into a position group, like you said. Right. How many of those guys on your roster do you have? And, again, we talk about all the time you need a complete roster to really win a championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it puts you in a position when you do this where you put them each in their own category. Not overall, like not overall team, but each in their own category. One, you get to see where your weakness is. Exactly. And, like you said, if you have five when you only start two, it sees where you can have like an abundance it, where you're overflowing of gold, where you can actually get a good, good return mm-hmm. and fill out that roster. And even if your your team is strong, what is your weakest strong point? Mm-hmm. Where can you put some back end youth? Where could I use youth? Mostly it's going to be at running back there. Right. But you take your abundance and you flip side it for the gamble that puts you in a position to gamble. Right. You could take a risk on a, on an injured player or an older player mm-hmm. there. Cause you have the youth and some people are like, Oh, you gave up and people give that to you all the time. We're like, Oh, you gave up too much. But
1: I won a championship. I don't care what I gave up to be honest. Right. Right. That's exactly what I mean.
0: And some people might just you that way. And they say, Hey, you're giving up this for this. Like you kind of lose that a little bit. Like that's fine, but it, it helps my team. Exactly. The most
1: it, it, holistically. My whole team is better because I gave up my fourth running back who I never started who is starting for the other team and is a good player, to get a tight end. That's going to start for my team every week. You know, like you wouldn't think a, a, a really good running back for a tight end, I mean, this is just like a made-up scenario, would be a good value. But if the team getting the tight end doesn't have a starter, and now all of a sudden he's able to fill out his complete roster and his whole team is better, that's a good trade for
0: me. Which puts you in a position to win a championship. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, it's all about winning. So, I mean, it, it, you have to look at every scenario. It's, it's not just the player for player. Does the player that you got, does that make you week in and week out a better team? Do yeah. you score more points week in and week out with that When we that talk about play?
0: that 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 team on paper that looks great. Like, right. Then we talk about, I have five top ten running backs. Like, okay, cool, dude. What about your receivers? Ah, uh, you know, they'll come around. No, 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 no. By the time they come around, you're now you're hurting back again at running back. It's right. don't look at your team at paper. Look at your team as a whole. Mm-hmm. Use this. And, and, so there's so many like less elite players, and there's so many middle of the road t- talent. If you can look at your team the right way, you can utilize that to get that talent on your team. You can get rid of some players to get good players, or put yourself to draft more players. Like you said, when you blew it up, to grab draft all these rookies to put yourself in that position. So tear it out look at it look at the adp again the whole thing comes down to adp because adp shows you what other people are thinking of the value that of def- player.
1: that's definitely you know you definitely get everyone's opinion basically rolled up into one in the adp there so yeah. that's a great way to look and
0: at when it shows you that kelvin benjamin's name is still hot still hot and you can flip kelvin benjamin right now for really good value for like a player in a, or a first round pick or just even another player that's going to be suitable a guy like Devontae Adams, which mm-hmm. I don't think you could do that right now.
1: I wouldn't imagine, no. But
0: the ADP says you can. Right. Right? So that means somebody out there, there's people out there to say, hey, I would do this trade for sure. Right. It puts you in a position to better your team. True And statement. And you got to look at it. I mean, you just can't take our opinions. I'm sure some, some people are like, what are these guys talking about? Kelvin Benjamin had one bad year. You're going to throw him to the side? That's like throwing DeAndre Hopkins to the side or Keen Allen. No. No. I mean, you've hated Kelvin Benjamin his whole life. No. <laughs> I don't hate him. Pee-wee football.
1: I just don't think he's a very good football player. You
0: suck, kid. Mom. Mom, who's this mean guy? Sorry, Miss Benjamin. <laughs> um, Too bad he'd be
1: bigger than me, probably.
0: So, again, what have we been rambling on now for 40 minutes? I don't know. Besides my thumb.
1: I'm to- yeah. <laughs> you Because we've gone, we've gone
0: a whole bunch of different Stupid. ways about like dis- assessing your team, who is the lead talent, who's the middle-of-the-road talent, and then there's everybody else, right? <laughs> and everybody else is, again, just get online and look at this. The point of the story is you need elite talent on your team, not a whole bunch of just middle-of-the-road talent.
1: Yes, I guess the moral the moral of the story is you're not really going to be able to trade for an elite, an elite guy when he's an elite guy. No. You have to get him before.
0: So if you don't have one of those elite guys, you have to find out who's the next elite guy. We've right. mentioned some guys. Michael Thomas has a chance to be that guy, right? Right. Devonte adams has a chance to be that guy they jump in there a couple guys we already mentioned like now that's what we say now that might be the time to buy Allen robinson deandre hopkins and take that risk and maybe you do overpay a little bit for those guys but they're young enough where you can overpay
1: right you and, can feel good about overpaying actually for a guy like that yes
0: so you lose you use your one of your high 17 picks and a player like we mentioned before how you some people that think you're overpaying you're not overpaying in the long run because you need those guys, and those guys are so hard to come by.
1: Right? Maybe you have a, an extra RB two, or something like that, or you know you package that with like a really high first round pick or something like that, and you can get a guy that's a yeah little... with
0: a good, a good If you take a Devonte Freeman mm-hmm. and move him for DeAndre Hopkins, and you're seventeen first, right? And then you can move. There's gonna be running backs here in the second round for sure this year, or you can get like get older guys to fill that roster. We're talking about the same, the same at the same time. But now's the time to move. And guys like that, because we just mentioned it, there's so little elite talent out there. Whenever there's a remote chance to get one of those guys, you got to get out there and get it. And will they all pan out? Will DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson for sure be really good? Sammy Watkins, will he for sure be really good? Nothing's for sure.
1: Nothing's for sure. And, you know, it might be a good buy low, actually, now that Sammy has come out and he's getting another surgery. On oh, his he's foot. for sure
0: all the cheap. Out of all yeah. these guys, is cheapest.
1: Yeah.
0: Keen Allen, right now, really cheap. Mm-hmm. And now's the time because you need to do something to get that elite talent because by the time you said, said it, when they become elite again, you can't get them. Right. It's going to be too hard to get. Look at these guys. Who do you think is going to be the elite talent? Who are, you know, there's probably somebody here that we're missing. You know what I mean? That you, we think. Is going to be elite talent. You'll like, oh, you'll tweet us, hey, this guy's the next elite talent. Good. Go out there and get that guy. Right. If you well,
1: don't, don't already own him, try to go get him.
0: Yeah. Even some of these rookie, the receiver wise, like Mike Williams and Corey Davis, we like these guys. No matter what, they won't be in this elite conversation for three years. Right. So you're still at a back burner on that. Some of these guys are way closer than that. Look at your roster figure out who these next guys are and get them on your team. Because again, you're going to need, there, there'll always be fluke years where some guys have like a, a lot of these like middle of the road guys in the last couple of weeks of the season, they get in the playoffs and they have a hot streak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have a guy like Cameron Meredith, right? Sure. And you can have a hot streak at the end of the season. You have him paired with Jarvis Landry. And so you got, you know, hit on Jordan Howard and a guy like that. And it just carries you to a championship. Like I won, but those guys that are, it's not long.
1: Ter- it's not long-term success. Yes. it's not sustainable.
0: It's a dynasty league because one is forever, and you want to win multiple championships and be a dynasty. To do that, you need elite players to put you in there week in and week out. Very true. So the moral of the episode is: those guys are hard to come by. They're hard
1: to come by. You got to try to snatch them before they're elite, because good luck once they are.
0: And don't let them go. That's right. So that's it. You ready to give away a t-shirt? Yes, sir. Hopefully, that- I hope the whole I hope the whole episode kind of makes sense of what I, we're trying to say. I
1: feel like it came full circle.
0: Okay, alright. Let's give away Dynasty Nerds t-shirt from one of our fabulous members of the Nerd Herd. Ooh. Which, of course, you can join the Nerd Herd by, like we said, we mentioned earlier in the show. Sure did. Just give us your money. Just a dollar. Like David Brown did. David Brown donated to the site. He made a, now this is what Dave did, too. He made a one-time contribution. Right. Him through the whole year. So every time for 12 months, he's qualified to win. Look, he broke even.
1: He broke even right there in his in his because he won. He's our winner.
0: Yeah. So Dave, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich uh, or email me rich at DynastyNerds.com and I will get your information. I'll send you a lovely Dynasty T shirt, guaranteed to increase your high fives. Guaranteed it.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: My me high fives only going left handed.
1: I I wore it the other day as an undershirt and I was getting high fives on my all I, I, unexpected high fives. I was like, what the heck is going on here? I could smell it. I know. I can
0: smell the nerds. (laughs) So, of course, uh, get the dinosaurs.com, of course, every single, single day. We have some great articles on there, some good rookie articles coming out right now, um, good strategy articles as well, new article coming out every single day. The writers are really pumping out some articles. Again, that's where all your donations do go to. They go right back to our writers and our ADP specialists and pay for the podcast. Right on. Um, So make sure to check out dinosaurs.com every single day. You can like us on Facebook. That's a good way to get a lot of our content as well. It's better than kids' pictures and cat videos and stuff like that. I'd much <laughs> rather look at Dynasty information as well. Follow us on Twitter, at Dynasty Do You can follow me, at Dynasty Rich.
1: I'm at Dynasty Matt.
0: Uh, make sure you get to iTunes and give us a rating review. I wasn't here last week, so I couldn't ask for that. We're right around that borderline. We have 239 reviews. I, my OCD kicks in. I'm like, I just need one more. 240. 240, them. and I'm good. You love them. I do love them. I was in the hospital. So I was in the hospital. I sat there and went through and read all the podcast reviews.
1: With your big Casey Club thumb?
0: No, my left thumb. Okay, all right. <laughs> I went through it. I, I literally went through every review and read every single one of them. All 239 of them.
1: Can't wait to see you try to swipe on your phone with that thing.
0: I don't know. What am I going to do? I can't even unwrap it for a week. Like, it has to be wrapped for a week. And then like, I don't even want to look at it. It's, it's going to smell so bad when you unwrap that. Oh, you think so? Sure. I'm a dousing potpourri. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared to see. I'm so nervous to have like a messed up thumb
1: it's gonna be gross dude
0: it's gonna be gross yeah. it's gonna take it like just imagine like how long does it take for your nail to grow
1: uh yeah it's gonna be a while man yeah i, I ripped a big chunk of my thumb off once
0: did you yeah he
1: grew back let me see let me see no you can't even tell anymore it just looks normal. oh freak it looks normal it was this one
0: oh uh, and you lost a good chunk of it
1: i lost a big chunk of it yeah.
0: i feel like it's good because the way it cut it it's gonna be deformed a little bit. Though.
1: It'll be. It'll probably be a little bit deformed. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah,
0: I never want to be normal, anyways. I mean, exactly. look at me. For, Your anybody.
1: thumb just might be a little bit
0: pointier than it used to be. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Why is he pointing his thumb at me? Why is it so pointy? It's so weird. All right. I must be a Browns fan. Oh man. So that's it. Um, so we got some good stuff coming up here next week. I think next week we might be ready for a rookie draft.
1: Hopefully, yeah. a rookie
0: mock draft. I got to cram. I feel like I got to know a lot about a lot. Yeah, to go into a rookie draft. Yeah, they give me twelve rounds of solid guys, and I'm sure, again, it's all going to drastically change. That's why, like, even now, it's so premature.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, anything that we do now is is subject to so much change. It's going to be ridiculous. And
0: then once we get into that, we're going to start breaking down the rookies individually, mm-hmm. which we do twice. We do now before the draft, and then we do it again after the draft. So because once you get to the draft class, it changes everything. It sure does. But the point of that, and I think we'll talk get into it next week as well, is it's good to take notes now is because you want to see where the rookies stand now and where they stand at the end.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of the times obviously situation is gonna, you know, drive some players up the board, but it's the guys that um you know are good good prospects that don't necessarily land in the best situation that kind of those are the sneaky guys that sometimes you can get a little bit later and they end up, you know, once they get their opportunity, they end up blowing up because, you know, they got the
0: time. I always do that. I always take notes now. Yep. I always have a list before my rookie draft of the guys. I think we've preached this, I think, for the last three years on this podcast as well is, it's good to take those notes now and see where those guys stand. This will help you come April, May, June, July, because that's where you get good value. Mm-hmm. And you'll see. And people, like, like when you, you get those really good value in the second and third round, people like, oh, you got really good value there. That panned out. How'd you know? Well, because I had this guy rated at the end of the first or top of the second in January, and now all of a sudden he's going everywhere in the third round. Like, that was really good value. Right. And it pans out. And it usually does pan out. That's how you get to guys like Stephon Diggs, Isaiah Carell, guys like that. So mm-hmm. take note. Take warning. Until then, we'll be back next week. Have a safe one out there. <laughs> Definitely round table saws.
1: Rich is half the man he used to be.
0: Ready, set, hut, hut. Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson.